Do you guys hear that? Hear what? What? Hear what? What is it? I hear a bunch of opinionated gay people thinking that they're important enough to start a podcast. <gasps> oh my oh, god. The audacity. <laughs> the audacity. Hi guys, welcome to DBT, your newest favorite queer podcast. My name is Dead by Dussie. You can find me on Twitch, uh, TikTok, or your local popper shop. Hi, I'm Momo. Uh, you can call me Momo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my god. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm Earth to Momo on Twitch. I'm an alien from outer space. And I love you. Well, hello, everyone. I am Gaycoon underscore. Hopefully t- we'll get that change when I'm partner. You can find me on the Titter, the Titch, and your dad's DMs. Hi, guys. I'm It's Milk Dead. I'm a new streamer. You can find me on Twitch, Twitter, and TikTok. Slay. So you might be wondering what the fuck is this podcast this podcast like i already said is just going to be a lot of opinions from people that have a lot to say we're going to cover all sorts of things from streaming to twitch drama to of course dbd we would have to cover dbd um dead by daylight i'm assuming if you're listening you know what dbd is but if you don't it's dead by daylight it's an asymmetrical 4v1 horror game that has dominated all of our lives unfortunately fuck you behavior <laughs> um just kidding i want to be a fog whisperer i love you um <laughs> so yeah i guess the first thing we can talk about is obviously the uh, drama on twitter um isn't there always drama on twitter exactly there is <laughs> but this drama <laughs> This New is drama. fresh drama. Um, this drama is about trauma, trauma, drama, trauma dumping in trauma chat. You guys saw the video, right? Yes. yes. Of course. Of course. Yeah. So for context, uh, this video, it was a partnered streamer. He had a viewer who was a regular, used to be regular, and was like there from the beginning, like before partnership. And they had to take like a while off from Twitch because they were having personal issues that the streamer was aware of. Like they had talked about it in, in their DMs and stuff. And uh, this person started feeling better and was like, I'm going to pop back into Twitch. So they popped into to his stream and he's like hey like where the fuck have you been and the person had said there was some audio syncing issues because they were on mobile and he had said something else that was funny so they were like lol my mom died and holy shit this guy flips out and he's like you know like let me tell you something like what we're not gonna do is come into my chat and drop bummer ass news like that like blah 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 i mean i'm paraphrasing of course not a direct quote but he essentially like goes off on this viewer and is like like you're being a bummer like it's not twitch proper twitch etiquette to do this like i'm so sorry that that happened to you but don't talk about it here literally like this he just dunked on her for like absolutely no reason for those of you who have not seen the video for one crawl out from under that rock and for two (laughs) he went on like i shit you not a five minute long tangent rant like screaming at this yes viewer. i mean it, w- it was humiliating for this poor viewer which yeah, it would be no. for anyone you know yeah. if the streamer was directly talking at you which is unfortunate you know it was a little bit extreme of a reaction i think i don't necessarily fully like 
disagree with like the point he was maybe trying to make around some parameters there but I, I definitely don't think he did it in a you know way that was healthy for everyone and right and chat and himself necessarily maybe even also so I think that there's this misconception among Twitch streamers of what trauma dumping is. He asked her a question. She responded in a five-word response. That is not trauma dumping. Trauma dumping is like donating biddies and having text-to-speech read five paragraphs of the most heinous crap that has ever happened to this person. They're well, very I don't different nece- I don't think I necessarily maybe agree that what they did wasn't trauma dumping I would call it more of a trauma bomb I would say because essentially you never know who's in the chat you never know who there has experienced something like this may have the last year their mom died and so this is the anniversary today you know what I mean you as a viewer or just as a person have kind of like a responsibility of like thinking of other people before you you know say something right no I think that's super fair and I think that like this streamer did say that he had like a no trauma dumping no drama policy and i think that's so fair you know if you want your stream to be a certain way obviously like yeah a viewer dropping that bomb in your chat that hey my mom died like that is gonna throw the vibe off right and i think that like that's very valid however his approach to addressing it which i think that's what we can all agree on a simple like i'm sorry to hear that and then move on would have been fine and then if you feel the need to address it like afterwards and dms or have a mod reach out to them like i think that would have been the appropriate response if he wants to protect like that rule in his stream or even like you know time out the person or like ban them because he had said that this person had repeated infractions of doing that and so it's like why not just do it the formal way of giving them a timeout right. or whatnot instead of berating well, as a them. Streamer, it is hard to decide like how to say things the right way. For me and like my stream, I'll just give an example. You know, I want to be there for my viewers, but unfortunately, this isn't like a mental health stream, and like technically, I'm not prepared to deal with something like that. You know what I mean? And so, who knows where in his mind about his own mom or something? You know, we never know about right. his his own life he may not share that on stream but I wouldn't be prepared to handle something like that and it would make me uncomfortable I wouldn't know what to say to them you know but if I was prepared to help and like the chat is ready to hear it then you know for sure like let's talk about it if you're in the you know in the car with your friend at McDonald's and you know you want to talk to them that's different than you know, hey, the streamer person is streaming, and I do feel close to them. I feel close to their community as well, so I do want to talk to them is, like, another reason why, like, I made this channel in my Discord for um, off my chest. So with my stream, anytime someone comes in and they feel like they want to talk to me, that's great, but I suggest the Discord so that we don't have to talk about it during stream, but I can still be there for them. Um, that's it's just- exactly what I was going to touch on there are so many different ways he could have handled that situation he could have plugged his discord and said i'm so sorry to hear that you have my condolences this topic can be very triggering to some viewers so i'd like to steer this to the dedicated channel i have in my discord to discuss these things yeah you could even go as far as adding a command that brings up the mental health helpline in your chat and then moving forward in your stream for sure right it all taken care of i don't think that there's like any excuse to ripping into someone like that especially 
after finding out that they just lost yeah. a very important person in their life. What do you I think, mean, Gay? I mean, I think it just shows how immature he is. That instead of you know even trying to be slightly empathetic or even sympathetic, like he doesn't even have to go all the way to empathy. He just immediately was like, "Okay, you know what? We're not going to do." Like it was just so nasty. And I, I do agree with that. Very that, condescending. That and so if I was a viewer and the streamer was talking to one of his people like that, I'd be like, that's a disgusting. And like, who else in your life are you talking to like that? No, and like, yeah. is, is, this, is this a person that I want to continue to support? Right. Um, yeah. And I think like, it's really fair to say that you don't know what he went through. But I think that if you can't think of the right words, like the last thing you're going to do is like, think of a paragraph of beration to rip into somebody. Right. And I think also more, it was his response, like on Twitter, like after the fact, when this started to blow up, he released like an eight minute YouTube video, just basically Basically, like, so he apologized in a tweet and then he released this video where he, like, didn't kind of took back his apology in a way yeah. and was, like, putting everything on the viewer and uh, saying, you know, that they had edited the clips and stuff like that. But then, like, people were commenting, like, well, I went back and watched the whole VOD and I, I'm not seeing any of the stuff that you're talking about. Like, this seems pretty cut and dry. But I do want to talk, touch on something that you mentioned, Momo, which is like, you know, thinking that you're close enough with a streamer. I think that's a huge thing with Twitch is like parasocial relationships and thinking that like, of course, you're part of a streamer's family. Like you're in their stream, you're in their community. But these are still people that have their own individual lives. And like, you know, streamers care about their community. We care about our viewers. But at the same time, like there is still a boundary there. A lot of times these issues happen with like newer viewers like they come into your chat and they don't know how to act within the proper etiquette and i think that's also a big issue for streamers like amaranth amaranth had a huge personal issue happen in her life and instead of people being concerned for like her well-being people were concerned that they felt they'd been lied to by her and that they didn't know she had a husband and it's just like the the precipice of parasocial relationships and thinking that like oh i like amaranth was simping for me like i was giving her stuff like that just seems to be a really big issue across twitch and i don't even know how you exactly address that without like just kind of being a bitch but not berating somebody of course touching on what you just said um with some of the viewers that were upset with amaranth for you know what happened to it, it was a very public matter unfortunately right. um i think that there's this huge misconception i'm not gonna say it's a whole male issue because it affects everyone but i would say predominantly male audiences in general um they feel like oh this beautiful woman this beautiful man that i'm giving my support and money to is now being nice to me in return they feel owed that like relationship you're giving this person it because you support them that's the only reason i can think of that you would donate to someone if you're donating to someone because you're expecting something in return then you don't actually care or support about them Right, yeah. right. It's for personal gain at that point. I don't really know much about Amaranth, but oh god, we're we're name dropping. <gasps> now everyone knows who we're talking about. Oh my god. <laughs> we're this, name dropping in support of Amaranth, so it's yes. okay. This lady on on the Twitch. No, I think it's it's just ridiculous when Milk is right, it's predominantly men. I feel like the only time I see it like with women is more like with bands. But then I don't know, because then, you know, a lot of the women in my life are like, oh, I wish those two guys are gay and <laughs> fucking, fucking and sucking. Wow. 
Wow. And <laughs> like, no, it's true. And can I say that on this podcast? Can I? Yeah, guess? that's fine. I think this so. Is this 18 and plus? Yeah, we can. We can. Okay, it is now. This and is an 18 and up <laughs> podcast. Get your ass out if you're not 18 or up. <laughs> yeah. Command 18 plus. No, but I think it's just ridiculous to think that someone online that they've never talked to you in real life or seen you in real life or you have no relationship past their streams and just being a viewer to think you have even like the right to get angry at them for having a personal life it's like they just have it in their mind that streamer is all twitch and nothing else outside of them like that's Mm -hmm. it they are amaranth they are dead by dissy they are earth to moment they are it's milk that nothing else past that and I think it's the humanity that we sometimes, well, some viewers, many viewers, forget to think I th- about. I think a lot of people also forget that people whose stream content is, I'm not saying this is, I, I don't think Amaranth's content is sur- like only surrounding her looks. But there are a lot of streamers on Twitch, male and female, that benefit off of their physical appearance and they use that to their advantage there i don't think that there's anything wrong with that you're using it as an advantage for you Um, pretty privilege but the people (laughs) who are actively digesting this content and supporting it with their finances are the same people that turn around and get mad at these creators for doing it you cannot be a consumer and then berate and talk down about (laughs) what you're consuming Mm-hmm. They're right. doing it because of people like you who are continuing to feed into it. Yeah. Well, something I will say is that a lot of people think it's very easy to stream and be a streamer, but it has turned out to not be easy, like, at all. And, you know, making sure people are staying, like, you know, interested in hanging out with you, it's just, it is a big thing. Um, so for people to, you know, when it is very unfortunate that people do feel that way sometimes about streamers and that we owe them more than we can give we want to give them everything like i would stream for 13 hours like i saw one streamer do yesterday and i was like (laughs) holy hell how is she still going like i yeah is an absolute queen because every time i go on her stream she's not even on a break and it's just like i i you know i do the best that i can and so you know i like being here with you guys and hanging out and that's what matters the most but at the end of the day it is like a job and it's hard right to do, yeah so. absolutely it's definitely like a, a second job which is what i call the streaming and obviously not to have our michaela nagara moment but like <laughs> like you can you can appreciate the fact like that you like i feel like we're in a position of appreciation to our community obviously like we get to do something really fun that like makes some money not a lot but like it's it's something and like that's a really special thing to have and obviously that's a privilege that we have but like that privilege comes at a cost and that comes at a cost of the hours of work you put into your stream off camera that your viewers don't get to see i don't know about you guys but i'm constantly like self-critical or like you know a regular stop showing up and you're like oh god like am i am i losing interest like did i do something wrong and like it just funnels into this like tornado of like I need to be doing this better and I need to do more of this but oh I'm so exhausted and like Mm -hmm. and that goes hand in hand with the entitlement I have experiences where like people 
don't understand why I am able to say that I need to end stream, but then like I'll stay on and play a couple games like with my friends. And it's it's hard to explain that it's fun to stream. And of course, I love hanging out with my community, but it is exhausting. You feel a responsibility to go on camera and give everybody dissy, give everybody Momo. And like, that might not be how you actually feel that day. And you might have to like put a little oomph into bringing that Dussy or Momo exactly. or Gaykun into stream. Whereas once I end stream, it's relaxing for me to play a couple rounds of DVD with my friends. Um, and three hours is a long time to be in this perpetual state of, oh, chat, I'm needing to read chat and make sure, you know, chat is entertained. And I'm also trying to play the game and be good at the game. You know what I mean? I'm also right. trying to put in that mental brain power as well. And it's it's just a lot at one time. But then and then you can feel... be toxic afterwards. <laughs> yeah. And you don't have to worry about people calling you out on stream. That's true. I, That's right true. after Definitely. I end and play a couple games, I'm in endgame chat <laughs> saying, Duke on your garbage, uninstall. But sorry, Milky. Milky, what I, were you saying? I definitely feel like there is a disconnect between the average viewer knowing the physical and mental toll that comes with streaming. I'm new to streaming, so I was also ignorant on what goes on behind closed doors. Thankfully for me, I have three wonderful friends here who have helped me figure everything out. I mean, you have to learn how to set up bots, the software for the bot, how to set up commands, how to work a new streaming software that you've never used before. There is so much work that happens just to get the stream up and running not even taking into account personalized transitions and starting screens or the content that you have to post on other social media platforms because let's face it which is discoverability is horrible yeah you yeah. have to post on other platforms and not so to mention like even just before every stream my green screen is in the way of my normal life. I yes. have to deconstruct and reconstruct right. it every time I have to get ready. You know, it's it's more than it seems for sure than just yes. sitting down and clicking start and playing a game. And have then to all absolutely. of that is on top of your personal life. People who work right. full-time jobs and then stream when they get off mm -hmm. and then have a partner to attend to after after that or dinner to make, etc. It is a lot of work it is i mean just like dissy had mentioned it is a second job right and it's not like i mean to clarify i don't think any of us are complaining about what we do it's just bringing no. awareness to the fact that like you have to cut creators some slack because they are truly doing their best um no matter what and it's just we would spend 12 hour days every day <laughs> literally i would i would so exactly <laughs> and th that's the other thing i think that there is like some proportionality between like the amount of support that your community gives you and the amount of time that you're able to give to stream because like I, of course i hope that one day i get to a point where i can make enough money on twitch to make twitch my full-time job like and that's only through the support of your community and through monetary support because unfortunately we're not just gamers like we are real people with real bills to pay and that is proportional to the amount of work that you're able to put into it because like i have to manage a full-time job i don't have eight hours a day to put into stream like i wish i could i think that that's a good daily dose of our of our twitch twitter drama <laughs> Um, I'm sure there will be plenty more to cover on the next episode. To sum it all up, can't have your cake and eat it. See, I was thinking more, sure. and that's jazz, baby. That's showbiz. <laughs> okay, so I think we should should turn some gears here and, and go into some DVD content. 
um, if oh, you guys are up uh, for it. Um, okay. Yeah, we have lots to unpack. <laughs> yeah, I will Where do just, we even start? I'll start. I'll start by saying that I'm the newest Dead by Daylight player. It's true. Yeah. Um, how many months ago? Two months ago, probably. Literally today. Like New member of ago. hell. Welcome Mimi. to hell, yeah. My cat also wanted to say hi during that. Mimi's like, fuck yeah, this bitch only plays DBD and doesn't <laughs> hang out with me. Because you're also pretty new to DBD, right? You started in January? I actually realized I started in like March. I didn't start yeah. until I moved into the gay hype house. So yeah, I started in like March-ish and it just snatched snatched me right by the gooch, to be completely honest. I one have unfortunately <laughs> been in this hold from behavior for about four to five years now. Holy shit. And you're still missing Flash? she saves <laughs> the game oh, has changed no. a lot okay <laughs> they have changed so much about flashies recently i'm just kidding milk is cracked um love your water bottle memo not the dumb bitch juice, dumb bitch juice. i'm obsessed <laughs> obsessed Maybe we all need one um, yes. is that your merch memo merch question mark <laughs> no no it's not <laughs> Um, I've been playing since I think 2019 or hold on I started playing like my junior like beginning college so that would have been yeah about like 2019 how wow. did you hear about wow. the game I think I saw it on TikTok nice I saw it on TikTok and then I found Noob 3 DBD lore like Noob 3 was like the OG like super big DBD street that everyone loved if you loved. haven't heard of him please look him up on YouTube he's so he funny he is probably, in my opinion, one of the best survivor players yes. that Dead by Daylight has. We took a hit when he left. He, oh, yeah. he came back a few months ago, but then stopped immediately because well, he got annoyed of YouTube. One of the biggest reasons he stopped producing videos is the lack of motivation due to every single one of his videos being copyrighted on yes. YouTube and taken down for his music choices that he used. <laughs> I mean, thousands of hours worth of content and creation just gone. Yeah. I do you want to touch on the fact that Momo says she's the newest player? And while that's true, I think we can all agree as people who are a little more experienced with DBD, y'all more than me, that Momo's growth has been insane in DBD. I mean, literally. Oh, yeah. No, I completely agree. How long were y'all yeah. hiding from killers and like hiding in lockers before you finally worked up the gooch to like confront them? Oh, for months. Literally. Yeah. I was that Claudette we'll in the corner, urban evading across the map on the sidelines the entire game for the solid month and a half i mean as soon as i heard that heartbeat i was in panic mode i was sweating i was shaking well like I, milk I, said about streaming i feel the same way about you guys helping me i mean i would not know anything about it if it weren't for you guys telling me like you know about the perks and leveling them up and like that you have to go through the blood web to even get to the next like level to get the perks like and how do you even figure that stuff out if i didn't have you guys like there's no guide that's telling you about that you know and like what perks are good to use and, like it's kind of hard to like read them sometimes like to understand fully also like what it's gonna do until you like get in the game and like try to use the perks so yeah, if I didn't have you guys, I don't think I would be at the level that I am right now, mm -hmm. but yeah. I will say, I think that Momo and Dussie and new players from around the time that they've joined to, to now have been a little bit spoiled in comparison to the OG DVD players. 
the tutorial was redone and it actually helps you learn the game unlike the original tutorial i didn't even play the tutorial so what about it i didn't finish i didn't finish the tutorial i did i I redid it because they gave you blood points for redoing it. I did the tutorial on PS4 um, when one of Gay's friends was over because I wanted to try playing on controller. But I had already been playing for a few months at that point. Um, But for some reason, it didn't force me to do the tutorial. I think new players, don't you have to do the tutorial to, like, start playing live? No, I was on stream. And I was looking for a new game to play. And I was scrolling through my Xbox Game Pass because I have Xbox Game Pass and I need to use it. And so I was like, what kind of games are on here? And I was looking for a scary game because it was um, getting close to Halloween. And this was just a couple months ago. And so I was scrolling through and I just like offhand I was like, oh, Dead by Daylight, that one's kind of scary. And like I have watched a streamer girl play before. I had no clue what was going on. She's just adorable and I like watching her. So I'm watching her <laughs> these past like year that I've been watching her play Dead by Daylight all flying over my head nothing to know about it but so I was on stream and I was like dead by daylight and one of my streamers friends or my viewers <laughs> was like uh yes play that and so I was like okay so I played and instantly just the first game I was hooked on it but it did not make me do the tutorial because he was specifically like skip the tutorial just play <laughs> and so I was like okay <laughs> well for those of you who haven't played the tutorial like Momo and Dusty here the old tutorial from when I joined the game was here's how you crouch crouch walk into the shack open this chest jump through the hatch that's about it this jump new through the hatch oh yes this new tutorial has killers in it that actually chase you actually loop you on tiles to teach you how to start running killers and on the opposite side the killer tutorial they actually put bots in it that loop you and flashlight you and pallet stun you i mean it is a really good practice for these new players that i really wish that i had and speaking of practice i've been playing with bots as killer i love doing that uh especially because i so i'm so horrible at killer (laughs) um (laughs) but like i'm getting to where i can like slay the you know Slay. Slay. Sorry. <laughs> you triggered our word. Slay. Triggered my trap card. Triggered my gooch. But all in okay. all, best game ever. <laughs> Literally in love yeah. with it. No, it was so funny to watch you like try to introduce it as like a fun little like sidetrack for October. And then I saw you Literally. stream the next time and I was like, oh, DVD stream. And then the next stream was DVD stream. And I was like, hmm, there's a pattern <laughs> here. <laughs> but I feel like that was really nice because it definitely gave me and you something to like really connect over. Um, besides just like supporting each other's streams and that was like really where i feel like our relationship took off and that was awesome absolutely um so things to unpack i guess uh i don't know if we want to talk about the newest release which i guess is i don't know what the official chapter name is i thought it was like gilded or something like that it's the bug chapter it's the mega bug chapter of all of dvd bug by daylight at this point everyone in the dvd community new and old knows that every time a new patch is released at least 45 new bugs come with 45 it. specifically like, yeah you're least. counting you're yeah. counting you at have least. you have your little fingies out and you're going through each fingy <laughs> counting each bug yeah, sometimes you even have to pull document. the dogs out i actually have a microsoft document 
filled with every book I've ever encountered. In <laughs> right. So wait, we do we mean we mean the new night update? We don't just mean yes. the like new right. Christmas. Okay. Yeah, 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 with with the night, and um, I feel like across the community, it's a consensus that this is like the most bug chapter they've released in a long time. I heard I wasn't a part of the original Resident Evil chapter, but apparently that one is a close runner up. Yes, it was. Um, was for the bad. amount of bugs the main but i think issue oh my gosh or bug yeah. that's been bothering me is the wiggle skill checks um yeah it, it's random when it wants to work and sometimes it doesn't work at all yeah i know there's that one the biggest one that i know of that is pissing off the entire community is the flashbang bug shout out yep. vicky valiant who's been very vocal on this issue there's also there's a lot of cosmetic bugs and then as well as the spectator bugs where like people become invisible or like they're boot scooting across yes, the yes. like uh <laughs> shack we can insert that clip yes <laughs> That clip is so funny. Yeah, I, I think that there's lots to say on on uh, the disparity. And what about the Demogorgon one? Oh my gosh, that bug's actually funny though. That one's so. Sometimes the bugs are just so funny. What is and that one? Remember uh, the, Demogorgon so the Demogorgon did it to Milk. The Demogorgon bug right now is he can pick a survivor up if they're on top of one of his little teleporters on the ground and dig and then launch across the map while holding them to his next teleport. And it's the funniest the thing. I experienced it yesterday. It was the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever encountered. <laughs> it was iconic. Wow. I was like, and sometimes bugs like that are fun, you know. Yeah. Or just before this chapter was released or i think it was either the day of or the day after this new chapter was released i was doing a killer game for one of my challenges and i encountered a bug where when you hook a survivor they're stuck in the animation of them kicking on your shoulder so no one can unhook them and they don't go down in entity progression so they wouldn't die they had a dc if you got stuck like that I think there's like a big issue though here, right? Where behavior, calling out behavior, <laughs> that like, and I feel like this really started a hellfire when they took away um, flashlight locker saves, even though nobody and their mom was getting locker saves with a flashy, but they did it just to piss off the community. And then fast forward to the release, we have like the flashbang bug that isn't even listed on their known issues list. They're just kind of ignoring it. But God forbid the cosmetic for clown clips and you can see aside his his tummy that's an immediate hot fix dbd is is calling in its developers you are working overtime to fix this fucking cosmetic but I the game's have, broken no i do want to touch on the quickness in which behavior chooses to fix bugs so i'm a survivor main so if you want to take this as me being an entitled survivor feel free to do that but there has been countless numbers of times where there's a bug that is game breaking for the survivor's gameplay. So the flashbang bug, for example, or the bug where you're stuck on the hook that I just mentioned, where you have like you have to DC and take a penalty because there's no way to progress. And then there's a bug that they just fixed. It was for inner healing. You cleanse a totem, and instead of only getting one charge of you going into a locker and then healing yourself before having to cleanse another totem, it would be unlimited and we were like oh my gosh that's such a funny bug i want to use this i'm i kid you not the same day that that bug happened they disabled the perk and fixed it oh yeah no it was like literally within like hours and they well they didn't even fix it milk they kill switched it like immediately yeah. 
but they're not kill switching like Knight, even though he is also having teleport bugs right now where he can grab survivors from across the map. I don't know if you've seen that, but that's rough. And it, there's just like this obvious pattern that they really only care about bugs that are not beneficial to the killer. And they just they won't even touch on the fact that like that's clearly what their motive is here. Um, but it, it does ruin the game experience for survivors, at least for me. Slay. Uh, <laughs> like longtime DVD creators that have that have been killer main since day one that have stopped creating content on DVD because they all agree that it's become too easy to be a killer. Like it's right. no secret that the devs are major majority of them are killer mains. So the fixes that they make to the game fixes in quotations and changes <laughs> that they make revisions are inevitably killer sided. It's right. to benefit their own gameplay. Maybe it's somehow no, harder sure. to work on survivor stuff or something. We, you know, I don't know. Who Momo's knows? over here bootlicking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, let's take self-care and talk about that. Self-care is notorious. Everyone has heard of Claudette self-caring in the corner because it takes five minutes to heal yourself. It mm. was bad when they released that they were going to be renewing and the meta by... Pretty much changing 40 perks completely everyone was like oh my gosh self-care is finally gonna have its moment like it's gonna get a buff and be actually usable in the game they made it even worse it used to be 50 percent healing speed we were expecting a buff to maybe 65 75 percent healing speed it's down to 35 pair oh that God. with a killer that has sloppy or thana or dying light and i mean it takes you literally like 10 minutes to finish one heal I'll That's still insane. never forget when they were gonna have the game. You know, if the, they down for the survivors, and also you had the base kit unbreakable, then the game would end. Like if they killed all, like downed all four of them within like 20 seconds, you know, and they would switch that everyone would die except for one, the last one, and then it would become a Mori. And I just yeah. can't believe like who in their right mind on that team was like oh yes let's make 20 second games that people have been waiting especially right now over 10 minutes for who is there who who are you behavior i need to know who's <laughs> on your team right now the biggest issue is they're focusing more on the new player base so they're trying to do things that benefit people who are very 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 new to the game because in the lower ranks it's a lot more common for killers to try and slug than in the higher ranks it still happens in higher ranks but not nearly as often so the likelihood of me who's in area one every rank reset getting slugged for 45 brag seconds to it. be able to pick myself up no that's not a brag because you don't even have to be good to hit area one you just have to play enough that's fair but the likelihood of me getting into a game consistently where I'm slugged for 45 seconds and then being able to pick myself up is significantly lower than those who are new to the game and getting new killers and whatnot. Right. No, it's definitely an issue. I think we should end on a positive note and go around and talk about what what we're currently obsessed with regarding DVDs. I love the firecrackers. I love them so much. <laughs> and it makes me want to get Leon. And you guys will just see my firecrackers going off in the distance, nowhere near the killer. I know. You've been getting saves with the firecrackers. Like you have, it's insane. So I think I do want to get Leon so I can try out flash banging eventually. So because I do love that form of save. 
fucking. Yeah, once they fix the bug. That's I love when I'm like getting hooked on hook and I just hear like swift running and then I get hooked and it's like fireworks. And I'm like, oh, thanks, Fomo. That was so sweet of you. <laughs> Try sometimes, but oh, yeah. I am loving that, and I love the Yoon Jin skin, it's so cute with the reindeer antlers. Yes, oh my gosh, finally she gets a good skin. It's literally, I'm obsessed with it, it's so good. <laughs> I'm um currently obsessed with uh switching from my survivor main tactics and playing killer specifically on stream, um, and then uh, giving survivors a taste of their own medicine. There's nothing that feels better than punishing those around me, and I love when survivors teabag me and then I slug them and then they come into my stream and they're mad because I slugged them because they teabagged me. Um, but that's another talk for another episode. That'll be next episode. That, you talked positively but I don't know if the statement itself was positive. It is. It's my positive <laughs> obsession right now. It's positive for me. I like it. I love that. Gay, what are you obsessed with? <sighs> what am I obsessed with? I'm obsessed with just the Christmas skins in general. Like, I've been playing Michaela so much because she just looks stripped out. It's giving Elsa, it's giving everything, Ice Queen, whatever, whatever have you. I love it. And one thing I am kind of sad about with the skins is that I don't know if y'all saw the new Christmas skins that Jane, Kate, Nia, and Elodie are getting. They're super cute, but it's on like, mm. So we can't get it. Those yeah. get all of the best skins. I'm sorry, they just do. Yeah. My current obsession right now with DVD is the fact that killers can get into the snowman this Christmas event, unlike last <laughs> spine chill or bone chill event. It is the funniest thing ever. Literally just got into a game yesterday where all of my teammates and the killer were in the snowman and they were surrounding me while I was finishing the last gen. I'm like, one of these snowmen is not like the other. Like, am I going to be down the second I bought this gen? I love the snowman. It just adds like a funny new way to banter and dead by daylight it i love it it's so funny well thank you guys so much for listening thank you guys for stopping in to dbt i'm excited to see where this goes whether it just becomes a video diary for the four of us to watch or maybe somebody likes it maybe somebody likes the chaos of queer people with hot takes um but we really appreciate you guys being here so much. And once again, I'm Dead by Dussy on all socials. Hey, I'm Earth to Momo. <laughs> you can call me Momo. <laughs> I'm Gaycoon underscore. Also checking your dad's DMs. And I'm It's Milk Dead also on all platforms. And we'll catch you guys on the next one. Bye. Uh, oh, oh, we forgot. We forgot our sponsor. The sponsor for this one is um, Cracker Barrel. This holiday season, oh no. Cracker Barrel is sponsoring your ability to come down and flap your pussy lips. Um, I think that's what they wanted me to say, but I'll have to go back and check. See you guys on the next one. Bye. Bye.